Blog Talk Radio. Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Hi, this is Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And Ghost Hunters author, Marley Gibson. And you're, you're listening, listening to Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli. Ian, Michael Perry. And we're here, hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly. Paranormal. Weekly. Weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> This is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to the ghost host with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to Ghost Host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, 
author of Chasing Spirits, The Building of the Ghost Adventures Crew, and founder of NickRothTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. That's right, it's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. And congratulations, Sophia, on over 12 years of broadcasting here on LiveParanormal.com and now on GhostHunting.com. So on two different places to listen, um, had a little glitch with the call-in. So we're going to use an old number today. So feel free to call into the show, 619-639-4606. That's 619-639-4606. Uh, a lot of our old listeners will remember that line. And uh, everybody, thank you so much, everybody, for sharing the show. Tracy, the Paranormal Informer, Paranormal Technologies, Don, Travis, Harvey, Marilyn, Audra, Jerry, Julia, Stephanie, thank you guys so much for sharing the show each and every week through social media and uh, providing this format. Thank you, Rob Sarek, the site founder. Thank you for providing this each and every week and to all our moderators. Thank you guys so much for uh, patching us through at live events when we had no Internet feed. Thank you guys for all your support. As well, feel free to jump into the LiveParanormal.com chat room. It's working just fine. So if you have any questions for our guests, make sure that they're all caps in the chat room so we can distinguish among the chatter that goes on in there weekly, too, as well. And today we welcome Boozy Brothers Paranormal Investigators Pablo Diego Cordova, Adam and Pandora Harris. Everyone visit BoozyBrothers.com, Twitter at BoozyBrothersYT, Instagram at BoozyBrothersParanormal, TikTok at BoozyBros. YouTube search at Boozy Bros. Uh, they have some great videos that they have recently posted on there too as well, so you can watch as you follow along. Darkland Paranormal, The Chronicles, author and investigator Marco Santucci. He'll be on the program next weekend, the second. Televised hauntings historian and author Sam Baltrusis returns to the program on the 9th. That's two weeks from today. Discovery Channel's A Haunting featured psychic remote viewer Harvey Althaus. He returns to the program on the 16th of March. Women on the French authors Denise Agnew, Mary D. Jones, and Nicole Strickland will be on the program on March 23rd. You don't want to miss any of these upcoming shows, so like the ghost host Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page. Learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. Archive shows, if you miss anything, they're available as free MP4 iTunes downloads on the homepage of LiveParanormal.com. Let's bring on the host here, Sophia. Congratulations on over 12 years of, of broadcasting here on Live Paranormal. Thank you. I can't believe it's already been over 12 years. Hey, you're doing a fantastic job, and you've helped a lot of people throughout the years on your show. And it's a, and it's it's incredible. You're going to have on uh, Mary Jane Jones and uh, Denise Agnew, Nicole Strickland, the authors of Women on the Fringe, uh, groundbreaking women in the paranormal. And your story is featured in their book. That's going to be amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's amazing to be in a book alongside so many incredible women in the field. Um, yeah, it comes out in March, um, last I heard. I know they're finalizing the book right now. So um, everyone make sure to check it out when it's released. Yeah, and other great female stories, too, and their, and their, their accounts and how they've risen to be uh, just influential figures in the field of the paranormal. There's stories included as well. You have these Instagrams, the Twitters, all these things you kids have. Uh, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter, at Sophia Temporelli. It's one L because my name's too long. And Instagram, just at Sophia Temporelli. 
Yeah, I see Pandora's in the chat room too as well as well. Feel free to jump in there. Tell us about your guest today, Sophia. Today we welcome Boozy Bros Paranormal Investigators, Pablo and Diego Cordova, and Adam and Pandora Harris. Everyone visit BoozyBros.com, Twitter at BoozyBrosYT, Instagram at BoozyBrosParanormal, TikTok at BoozyBros, and YouTube at BoozyBros. Let's welcome them on to the show. Hey guys, thanks for coming on today. Hey. Thank you guys so much for having us. Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on today. Um, I mean, it's amazing, you know, that you guys have a team with, uh, I know Adam and Pandora are together, and Pablo and Diego, I, you guys are related, so it's great you guys have a team with um, just that type of connection in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and it's funny, too, is that, you know, when me and Panda started getting into this, we just kind of did it as a hobby for each other. I mean, we were also interested big time, and when Pablo reached out to us and, you know, we kind of, you know, wanted to clap together. It just, you know, it was almost like when I met Pablo and Diego, it was like almost like I knew them forever. I mean, it just, it clipped off so well. And so every time we do anything together, it's just, or it's just even hang out. It's just, it's a great time. Yeah. And that's what makes investigating so great when you have people to investigate that you trust so much and get along with. Yeah, absolutely. We, we have an amazing time. We, I love my team. <laughs> Adam, you were saying you and Pandora kind of started investigating together as an interest. Um, but did either of you, um, really any of you, how did you guys initially start out? Did you, was it an interest or did you guys have experiences um, as individuals along the way? Yeah, yeah, great question for, for sure. Because, uh, you know, me growing up, I mean, I always had definitely had some experiences in my own, in my own home. And, you know, my, you know, we never really, none of my family members were really, ghost people they were never in the paranormal world or anything like that it was just just actual things that were actually happening in the home and you know um just being aware about it as a kid you know paranormal life i believe was you know either it was real or not real kind of one of those things you really didn't know and you know the more i had experiences as a kid i just started really believing like man this is this is really real and um, it wasn't until I uh, met uh, Pandora when, uh, you know, she was like, I'm into it. You know, I have been all about this. She's had her own experiences, and she can actually kind of take a little bit further than I can when it comes to that. Because me as a kid, I had my own experiences, and it wasn't really anything I dove into, like I said. You know, it was just one of those things that, like, man, there's mm-hmm. weird things happening around the house or, you know, even at my uh, now Papa's house. Um, and then uh, Pandora really took it away from me, and she's the one who really made me, I would say, you know, dive into it and really take it seriously. Yeah, so I've been interested in the paranormal since I was like eight years old. I grew up watching since I was eight years old, like Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters every single day pretty much. And my biggest achievement is that whenever I was in the fourth grade at my elementary school, I was told that I had checked out all of the paranormal books that they had. So I was always really (laughs) big into it, and I just kind of pushed Adam to start investigating with me. And uh, for me and Diego, Diego's actually our team skeptic. Uh, we, we have him around to help us, like, make logical sense of stuff. And um, he he says he doesn't believe in ghosts, but honestly, we've, we've encountered so much stuff, and he's freaking out in the thing. And so that, that's, that's always fun. But for me, um, I actually started at seeing – I would experience ghostly encounters as a kid, and it actually led up to me um, – being, I was in a movie called God's Gift for Humanity, directed by Jim Law, um, and I, I had all kinds of paranormal encounters as a kid. I tried to shut it out as a kid because it ended up getting so scary. I got a lot of publicity, mm-hmm. and people started reaching out to me, and it 
felt out of hand for someone who was just, just turning 13. And so I shut it out for a long time. And uh, since then, it's honestly been calling to me and bringing me back. And now I'm in full force and we got our whole paranormal team. And uh, now we're here just trying to prove the paranormal and capture as much evidence as we possibly can. So it's been an amazing journey for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's incredible um, that you guys all had experiences so young and, you know, really found other people that you can relate to. Um, I also had experiences when I was young, but um, I started really at a time when there wasn't anyone else my age. And definitely I went to Catholic school. No one else was um, sharing my interest or passion for the field. So um, it's great that you guys were able to find that community um, of people, you know, similar to you. Especially being here in Oklahoma, you know, it's not really a state that's known for, you know, paranormal, I would say, or having a lot of paranormal, you know, investigators. Being accepting of it. Yeah, accepting of it, for sure, yeah. And just, uh, so, you know, coming across it when when Man Pandora started, I mean, Pandora started getting into it, um, good old Pablo was definitely a very big open arms for, you know, helping us open our minds even more than we already had. You know, we already we're into it and we're trying to investigate, you know, places like Missouri State Penitentiary and other little graveyards. And ever since, you know, we collabed, it was just, it really went full force. There was so much more to know about, so much more to investigate that it just really, you know, took it to a different level of investigation and being interested in it. It was more, more about, uh, you know, actually trying to study it than it was just, you know, trying to capture something. And it was just, it's been really awesome. Yeah. For sure. And um, I know you guys said you guys kind of started out coming together um, during a collaboration, but what inspired Boozy Bros to initially be created? Um, well, uh, so I actually, uh, every year I would hang out with my friends and we'd go uh, ghost hunting on Halloween. It started out as just like a regular tradition. We'd go and, you know, see if we can experience some kind of paranormal going somewhere on Halloween. So. Uh, started that and I was like well why don't we record this so um, we went to uh, Camp Scott where um, there was a true crime murder mystery thing that happened with uh, some young ladies that were Girl Scouts there and it and we had some paranormal encounters there and it just kind of in, we posted the video up and it got an okay amount of views and just kind of inspired us to start start a team and um, start making YouTube videos so that's that's what inspired it. Well, that's great. Um, I always think it's great when people are able to post their evidence online um, and share that with the world because, you know, there are people out there that have an interest and don't have anyone they can share it with. So, you know, the Internet yeah. gives them a way to watch and view their passions until maybe they're able to go start out there and investigating themselves. Yeah, we really hope to inspire some other people to just kind of follow their passions, especially in the paranormal, because sometimes you can feel like such an outcast for believing in it or being interested by it. So we really hope to create like a tight knit kind of community of ghost hunters. Absolutely. And during your investigations too, um, do you guys primarily do like public locations or do you guys also do residential? We mostly do public locations. Um, we, we haven't, we've done a, uh, no residential yet. We we get asked to do it all the time. Yeah. But. Yeah. We just feel like we're not quite prepared to do residential yet and take on such like sensitive cases. We want to get more experience mm -hmm. and more knowledge first before we are able to do that. Yeah. And we definitely don't want to bring you know 
you know, being where we are right now. And I, I believe that we will get to that point very, very, uh, you know, soon or at least eventually. Um, but, you know, we actually do believe in this stuff. And the last thing that we want to do is, you know, mess up and cause more harm for somebody who's asking us for help. And, you know, but at the same time, that's kind of why we're doing what we're doing now to build the uh, knowledge that we, uh, you know, are trying to gain and what we already have as well to know more about it and be able to, you know, expand more yeah. of our investigation. Yeah, helping people is our is our goal. For yeah, sure. and we definitely want to be help rather than harm, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, as someone that lives in a haunted house, I completely respect that. Um, I personally wouldn't do residential just because I don't feel like I'm at a place in my life to handle you know, the type of things that a family might be going through. Um, so I completely right. respect and understand you guys wanting to experience more. And I, I think that's the right way to go about things because it is such a hard, sensitive topic. And I think that's great that you guys um, really want to get to know the field better before you go out and actually try and help someone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, uh, you know, uh, Pandora herself, she is a, uh, as she said about checking out all the, uh, books in her school, she is a reader by all that I, the best reader that I know and more just really well being able to comprehend information very, very well. And, um, to be able to have, uh, someone like her and, and Pablo on the team, it really does help to be able to gather information we do because I'll be totally honest, myself personally, I like to investigate and try to capture things and, things like that, but when it comes to the, the knowledge side of it, I'm very lucky to have these two people to be able to take that to that level to where we can, you know, really start helping people and things like that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> For sure. That's understandable. I mean, research is a lot. I mean, going over evidence is a lot. So, I mean, having a team with different people to kind of cover those different facets is awesome because I know when you're going about it yourself, um, Evidence takes a long time to go over, and research takes a long time. So it's really great that you guys have people with those different interests um, to kind of help cover it so it's not so overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we just really have, like, different ranges of everything covered within our team. Like, Pablo is great at putting everything together comprehensively into, like, a video. He's great at reviewing evidence and all of that. Adam is great with the techniques and, like, you know, like, he knows when to pull out, like, a piece of equipment at exactly the right time, and I don't know how he does it, but he always just pulls out the, the right thing. And, of course, you know, I'm good with the research and the history, and then Diego is obviously the skeptic, so he's really good with kind of grounding us. It really that. helps out a lot having a skeptic on the team. Yeah. I, that's, <laughs> I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and Pandora, I know you like doing research, but when you guys go to these locations, do you try and go in with as much knowledge as possible, or do uh, you guys kind of like to learn afterwards so you don't have that confirmation bias, or is it just kind of like half and half? Some people know, and then the others don't. Well, so for me, since I've been knowing about a bunch of these home locations since I was like eight years old. Um, I already know pretty much all the information about all these places that we want to go to. So it's really hard for me to go in blind somewhere. Um, the only mm -hmm. place that I really went in blind is a couple of local places here where I didn't know anything about them. And then, you know, we got some crazy stuff there and then we researched afterwards and it seems to all line up. So it was really cool being able to go in blind for once and not have to know everything about a location. Yeah. 
Definitely. Uh, yeah, it can be hard. As someone that likes knowing everything about a location, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like you want to be able to get the results and then kind of figure it out afterwards. But at the same time, if it's a really cool location, you also really want to know what about the building. Absolutely. And sometimes it is hard going in blind because also just as a person who loves history, I just love to know the history of places, not even related to the paranormal. So sometimes I'll just look up the place for the history and then realize it relates to like a piece of evidence we caught. I'm like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I already knew that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and when you guys are investigating, um, do you guys like to use a lot of equipment? And if so, what's your favorite pieces of equipment to use? That, that's a great question. That's, yeah. I, we have we do have quite a bit of equipment. Um, we actually have plans to make our own equipment. I have all kinds of designs to invent stuff that I think is going to really yeah. change the game up quite a bit. But um, aside from that, um, we I would say we kind of go in and we just tr kind of trust our gut when it comes to what kind of equipment to choose yeah. because we could enter a room and be like, oh, wow, we feel something really heavy, something really dark in here. And something in our just gut, our instincts will tell us this is a good spot for a REM pod or this is a good spot for a voice recorder. Um, so it, for us, it's, it's pretty hard to pick one. But uh, if I did have to pick one, I would say – Shoot, probably our mic, the camera, to be honest, just yeah. something really simple to where we are able to capture and share our evidence. I think if I can physic, if we can physically capture that and showcase it to the world, then it proves the paranormal. I mean, that, yeah. I don't think there's any better evidence than camera evidence. For sure. I have to 100% agree with that. I think when it comes to actually investigating, and we're very, I would say as a, as a, as a group, we're probably very inconsistent. We don't really have, like, a strategy that we go by, like, okay, we're going to go in and do this and that. We just kind of go in there, fill it out, and then just say, okay, uh, maybe pull this out and let's give that a shot. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's usually like that. But for me, I would have to say, and I, I, my my answer may change in the next three months, and it may be inconsistent. I probably have said REM pod, and I probably said uh, a recorder. But over and all, me personally, it has to be a mag light. And the only reason why I say that is because just me personally, for some reason I get – the best communication out of that. Um, I don't know what it is between me and that device, or, you know, that light, I would say, and just asking questions. Um, I usually seem to get the best results, and, you know, when we end up doing that, we all end up getting great results, too. So it's one of my favorites just because if I actually feel like I'm talking to somebody on the other side, and I can really fill out questions that I really want answered and, you know, don't know much about. So that's just, that's me, that's me right now, I would say. Um, but it's, there's some, there's, of course, all the other good we have. I love using them all, but Mag Light for me. My favorite would be the spirit box or the, the music boxes. Um, we have two. We have one from Ghost Gear and then one from Journey into the Haunted. And what I love about them is they're very hard to set off. So it makes it like very easy to, um, like, you know, there's not a whole lot of false positives with that. We've had, like, a bunch of nights where it doesn't go off at all, and then whenever it does, we can almost usually count on something following it. So it's it's been a really good device to use simply because it's so hard to set off. Well, I mean, that's awesome. You guys have just, like, such a, like, versatile docket of equipment because um, I really I love what you guys are saying um, kind of just going in there filling out the location and seeing what you feel is best to use at that time um, I, I feel like just using your own senses is 
so important in the field. Um, I know a lot of people go in scientifically, which is great too, but um, for me personally, I feel like just using your own senses can really help a lot in um, kind of pointing you in a direction of where to go. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you way more than my own answer on that because that's exactly right. Your senses is the most, you know, in my opinion, the most important thing of all. And I and I 100% agree with that. And I almost kind of uh, disregard it as a uh, as a message just because I feel like that's supposed to be how it is. So I always forget that mm-hmm. answer. But I, I 100% agree that is the most, you know, important thing to have when it comes to um, investigating or just being in the paranormal world, your your senses is probably going to be the closest thing that you get to being able to, um, you know, communicate or have experiences with the other side and the intentions that you come with it too, you know. And I feel like um, the more you get into this field and the more you investigate, um, your intuition kind of grows and you're more able to kind of feel out the different energies, which is kind of what's happened to us. Like the longer that we do this, the more, like, our intuition is right about certain places and about, like, whether this room has something in it or this room doesn't or let's pull out this piece of equipment. Absolutely. It totally does grow over time. And I understand, you know, thinking to just, like, forgetting about senses is kind of a paranormal thing because I feel like even though we have those innate senses to kind of feel when someone's standing behind you or someone's watching you, at the same time, um, the logical side of of just being a human makes you just kind of have that self-doubt too. And um, I feel like that's kind of the balance of figuring out the field. And as you said, Pandora, like learning to kind of grow those senses over time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it's really weird feeling like someone's behind you or right in front of you or watching you, but that's really important because that tells us where we need to kind of set up camp and maybe try to communicate. Absolutely. Um, and I know we've learned a little bit about you guys. Um, I want to talk more about your YouTube channel, too. I know we have to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more questions. Absolutely. That's awesome. Sounds this is great. Great. the show with Sophia Tempoli on com, And uh, today we welcome uh, Boozy Brothers Paranormal Investigators Pablo and Diego Cordova, Adam and Pandora Harris. Everyone visit BoozyBros.com. That's BoozyBros.com, Twitter at BoozyBrosYT. Instagram at Boozy Bros Paranormal, TikTok at Boozy Bros, and yes, about to get into the YouTube, great YouTube videos they've recently posted at Boozy Bros on YouTube. The Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with the most... Sophia Temporelli, only on LifeParanormal.com. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. 
is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to ghost host <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself it's into your mix of, of voiceovers now. <laughs> I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Oh, poor Dave left out of the audio bites. Okay, a little slow in the chat room, reloaded. Okay, we got you guys back in with Sophia. Thank you again so much for coming on today. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for having us. Well, as you guys were saying earlier in the show, you guys like to post some of your investigations online on social media. Um, you guys post on TikTok, YouTube. Um, tell the audience a little bit about the videos you guys make and um, what people can expect from watching them. Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have a video that we're going to post at uh, 5 p.m. today. Um, but with our videos, what we try to do is just we will go and investigate well-known, haunted, and historical places. But also lately we've been getting a lot into uh, urban exploring and just random abandoned places because we feel that uh, a lot of these places that have been investigated pretty heavy are kind of void of energy because they've been investigated so heavy. So We've been checking these other places out, and we've been getting all kinds of amazing paranormal evidence. Um, so that's what our channel is about, just showcasing paranormal evidence and trying to prove that we are communicating with uh, these spiritual entities, and we're um, making all kinds of moves with this and show, showing everything that we capture while we're out in the field. So that's what it's all about. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, too, because when it comes to uh, doing this, this is very new to me, and Pablo has shown me the ropes on it, but it's still something I'm trying to get used to when it comes to the, uh, you know, bringing it to the, the social media world and YouTube. It's just, uh, it's so new to me. I'm still trying to think of it. Yeah. For sure. And as for our TikTok channel, um, long story short, we ended up being a, a community that kind of encompasses all kinds of, all, all everything horror. We have a community of goths, of cosplay, of uh, anime fans of all, all kinds of people that um, love our stuff and um, on our TikTok we just mostly try to also showcase our paranormal evidence but we also do like horror skits or scary stories and um, stuff like that and true crime stuff we, we have all kinds of stuff that we're going to be rolling out even more just everything that encompasses just horror and thriller. Well, I think that's awesome. Um, I mean, like I said, I think it's great for people to be able to see um, investigating stuff online. Um, I I just feel like it really helps the paranormal become so much less taboo um, for everyone else. I know, like you said earlier, I went to Catholic school and no one, they looked at me weird. I didn't really care. Um, but when I went to high school, I went to public school and I went with some of the kids I was in Catholic school with and we did a tour on the Queen Mary for my art class. And the same kids that were looking at me strange about the paranormal in elementary school and high school were asking me to take them on to an impromptu ghost tour. So I think it's just really helpful <laughs> with the mainstream media. Is, isn't that funny how that works? Like, I, I have the exact same experiences. When I, when I was a kid, I, uh, I was shown on a 2020 episode. I went to school the next day uh, because it was for the paranormal, and people were just, like, creeped out by it. They were very um, not accepting of it to the point where I felt like I didn't even want to go to school there anymore. And then nowadays, mm -hmm. those same people 
they are <laughs> even messaging us, hey, yeah. let's go ghost hunting and all kinds of stuff. So that's that's funny you say that. I have the exact same experience. Amen. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I just think it's great that, you know, there is that shift in just the way that the paranormal is viewed. Because, um, you know, when people are living in a haunted house, I think not feeling so alone and people being more accepting of it is great. And so I think that TV and social media has helped a lot with just kind of having people find it more palatable. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing, too, is that, you know, like you say, you know, at the early times, people were just kind of like, what? You know, very questionable, very like, oh, it's not real. And then next thing you know, you're at this stage now, and these people in the past are all like, hey, you know, asking questions. And that's why it felt really great when we got into this. We came, we've uh, became really close to a lot of these other uh, paranormal teams, too. Just besides the paranormal world, uh, they're just great people. I mean, they, they really are. And uh, to be able to, to discuss paranormal things with them, you really uh, get to – understand other people's uh, ideas and other people's, you know, opinions about things that really help you grow. And it's really funny. You go from have being looked at one way to being around all these people are all like open-minded as well too. They're like, you know, you guys are just shooting it back and forth trying to discuss, you know, what paranormal is about. They're finally finding our people. Yeah, exactly. And it's, 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 that's probably one of my favorite things about doing all this too, to be honest. Absolutely. And when you guys are going out and filming these YouTube videos, how do you guys find locations and secure them? So uh, we do extensive research, actually. So when it comes to well-known places, those are really easy to get to because normally they have a website you can sign up, whether it's like a the Sally House or a haunted Airbnb or something. But when it comes to, like, urban exploring and stuff like that, what we'll do a lot of times is look at uh, – tax records, just local tax records, and try to find people's contact information or even contact the state. We've been granted permission from the state before to investigate a haunted castle that was in um, in Oklahoma City. I mean, we've uh, it's just all about contacting, getting the right information, um, but we go through those avenues to, to get that in order to set these things up. But we always, we're, we're all about respect and trying to be respectful of these places. Um, so that's that's how we go about doing it, especially when it comes to family members at some of these locations, you know, especially if it's something that was recent or even if it wasn't that recent, but there's still family members around that still look that location mm-hmm. as a, you know, a very sensitive, yeah, sensitive place. place. You know, we definitely don't want to go disrespect anybody by going to investigate that. You know, we try to investigate places that are very either very, very known where people have already explored or places that are completely abandoned and, I guess that kind of goes into a little bit about our last investigation that we did, which was really awesome. It actually wasn't even – location wasn't even planned at all. It was just uh, what we did. Yeah, that's the one we're posting at uh, 5 p.m. today. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean, that's amazing you guys do so much research. I've never heard someone go through tax records before, but uh, I think that's super cool. You guys do that to um, really, you know, respectfully go into a location and – find the proper avenues to yeah absolutely we we do I, I mean you would the things we do is insane i mean i'm even incorporating ai into trying to get this stuff like we we do some crazy stuff to get this information oh, but yeah. it's, oh gosh yeah is, you guys uh, want the catfish so many, route yeah, yeah there's so many <laughs> obstacles in, that, in this stuff that we just kind of do whatever we can <laughs> sometimes i'll just hear about a place from a word of mouth from somebody i'm like oh hey guys you know there's this or 
You know, it hasn't happened yet, but pretty much an example. I mean, I've contacted the federal government trying to get access to certain locations, so it's pretty <laughs> difficult sometimes. <laughs> they take forever. It's even, it's even worse if you, like, find a place that you really want to investigate and you even contact the people, but they're like, we really want you to investigate here, but the city won't allow it. And we're just like, ah, oh, dang it. That, that's the point where we try to go talk to the city and, like, in front yeah. of the board of people and explain our case. We try to explain because there is um, – I'll, I'll get off this pretty quick, but there is a place in Oklahoma, in Okmulgee. It's an old hospital, Okmulgee, and it is a, a really historical place that is, I would say, almost forgotten about. And I didn't even know mm-hmm. about it until very, very recently. And it's just a place, not not even just paranormal on the side, but historically, it's a place that should be known, and it should be a place that people should go and visit. Um, and we were, were still involved in the effort to try to, you know, be involved with building that place to where people can visit it, as well as investigate it, too. But, you know, things like that is, you know, a big part of what we do, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we always try to contribute to the locations that we go to, especially if they need help with renovations or restoration. Um, we always try to bring attention to the fact that people can donate to a certain link or this is how they can help. We really want to try to help out the locations that help us by allowing us to investigate. Yeah, I think that's fantastic um, that you guys do that. I know, so I live in California, and I was looking at just, like, places in old Hollywood buildings, and I was finding so many cool places, and then I would find out that they were torn down. And uh, that just really sucked that so much history had been, just like, discarded over the years. And uh, so I think it's really great that you guys are aiding in the effort to preserve these buildings and help restore them. Oh, yeah. I'd rather do that than, you know, be successful at, to be at the end of the day. For me, me personally, I'd rather be more a part of trying to preserve these places, like you said, and let other people see them rather than being able to just investigate. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, being able to go and investigate or just going to visit, sorry, not investigate, and visit old locations like we had before is just, it's something, you almost like you're trying to take a way of time traveling in a way. I would say it's probably the best way to put mm-hmm. it. And uh, me, when me, Pablo, and uh, Pandora went to uh, Kansas, man, we were just driving around. We just had the building. and would be like, oh, man, I wonder what's going on there. <laughs> you know, we just got it like that way. Definitely. I know uh, one of the worst stories I heard about um, being torn down is the home of uh, old movie stars Mary Pickford and Douglas Fairbanks. It was called Pick Fair, and it was this old Uh, like 1920s home and this actress or singer or something Kia Zadora bought the home and then she said she tore it down because of termites and then later said she tore it down because it was haunted oh Oh, that hurts she could have made a killing off of that (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally so upset about it I have like a one-sided beef with Kia Zadora and Ellen I'm just like how am I supposed to live my life like that she doesn't even know I exist I'm mad at her So, yeah, uh, I really do appreciate that you guys do that. And for the audience, I mean, please tell them about some of the amazing locations you've gone to. Um, I see you guys have gone to, like, St. Vincent's Asylum and places like that. Um, So just let them know about uh, all the really cool places you've gone. Yeah, I'll let Pablo take this one because he's been to some locations that I wish I could go to. Oh, my gosh, yes. So um, we've been to Camp Scott where – the Girl Scouts were murdered. We've been to Pitcher, Oklahoma, uh, the United toxic States' town. most toxic town. Um, we've been to Gandini Circus, which is an abandoned circus that was in Oklahoma. 
Um, we even investigated uh, a veteran center that contacted us, uh, said that their place was haunted with uh, the ghosts of old soldiers from uniforms that were that had an attachment to those uniforms, and we investigated that and helped those people out. Um, we helped them find answers. Abandoned schools, the Stone Lion Inn, um, but my absolute favorite is the Grudge House. That one uh, I investigated alone in Japan, and uh, it, it was at the Jiro Euro's mansion where it is said that the Grudge resides. So it was. Uh, it was an extreme adventure. It, it was so extreme, I, we actually ended up leaving. Even Diego, who was the skeptic, was like, we got to get out of here, man. And we, we both got out of there. Like, in, We lasted an hour, to be exact. But, um, but that, and we've gotten the privilege to investigate an abandoned hospital, um, as well as the, Shogun's, the last Shogun's grave um, and the witch's grave. I mean, we, we've done all kinds of stuff. Recently, we just did an abandoned armory and uh, the abandoned uh, senior home that uh, I believe used to also be a hospital, too. So uh, just lots and lots of beautiful history. And we've also done the Sally House, the 1858 Garnet House Hotel. Um, Adam and I have done the Missouri State Penitentiary. Which you'll probably hear me talk. Yeah, the Missouri State Penitentiary. You'll probably hear me talk about more than anything just because I, love that I have – uh, for one, just that place in general, his, I can go on and on for hours talking about that place, but paranormal-wise, I have yet to have a place to top off the fear that I've had in that prison. It is just something else, and in each, uh, you know, building that I've been in, there's just a different vibe. They're all very, uh, I would say, scary, but at the end of the day, they're all different in their ways, and it is just, one. I, I talk about it all the time, you probably hear me in anything I talk about is probably going to bring up Missouri State Penitentiary just because that place was it really, yeah it, looked, <laughs> yeah, it literally did. It was something else, but that, yeah, when we plan, obviously, just like everybody else, to go to new locations, but yeah, those ones have been awesome. Well, that actually brings me up to what was going to be my next question. What is the creepiest or most amazing experience you've had while investigating? Oh, yeah. I'll let you take this one away first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go Okay. Um, well, honestly, it would be, for me personally, it's the, um, I would say it's probably our abandoned hospital video because we were able to communicate and just get literally nonstop action the entire time as we're doing the investigation. We collaborated with Haunted Oklahoma, and uh, we were able to just get inside of this abandoned hospital. And while we were there, we – we had our REM pod going off. We had every piece of equipment going off. We caught um, some kind of stuff on audio. We caught um, everything going off, and it, it was just remarkable. It was such a remarkable piece of evidence that we, we even had other YouTubers um, doing yeah. reaction videos to this video because it was so um, so important for our channel. Yeah. yeah, and then my scariest would have to be um, either at Missouri State Penitentiary or at the 1858 Garnet House Hotel. At the Missouri State Penitentiary, we were down in 3D, which is below death row. It's where the criminally insane were held. And um, mm -hmm. we were talking to what we believed was the crawler entity. And as we were talking, you can hear me in the recording go, ow, my neck hurts. And then a couple minutes later, you hear me say, like, ow, my neck really hurts. So Adam checked it, and there's a long red scratch mark going down my neck. And we kind of – there was a girl standing behind me and a guy, and they both said that I didn't scratch my neck or even put my hand anywhere near it. Yeah, and I was facing towards Panda, Pandora at that time. And 
she was wearing, like, it was cold. It was real cold. We're wearing, like, beanies and a hoodie. Like, it is super cold. And she was not scratching her neck. And the first thing that she said, like you said, someone was hurting her neck. Yeah. And, you know, we, uh, I checked her neck, and sure enough, there was a line going right down her neck towards her back. And it was pretty weird. At that point, there was actually a few people who have never been investigating before saw that, and they left immediately, which is, like, <laughs> it was kind of, you know, funny, but I don't blame them for doing that because that, that was probably enough for even us to leave, but we, unfortunately, somehow stuck around, I guess. But, <laughs> um, I would have to agree. Missouri State Penitentiary, for me, was – I can go on and on about stories about place, but, but I think the one that was really, honestly, the most memorable was uh, when they went to the, hospital, uh, the abandoned hospital in Oklahoma, and um, we, me and Pan had been there uh, once before, and then – of course, uh, me and uh, her and Pablo all got together and went back down there to investigate. And uh, Leilani, uh, the owner of the hospital, uh, allowed us to go in the basement, which is a really awesome opportunity that we got. But at one point, me and Pablo sp- split off from everybody else, and we went down to the kitchen. And the kitchen is known to not have any activity whatsoever. And it seemed that me and Pablo got more activity in that area than – anywhere else in that in that place and there's it was a really cool experience that we had and i think just because the activity alone was something to make it really memorable i would say like of the paranormal side of the world it was just crazy it really was yeah well i mean that's awesome you guys had so many um i mean cool experiences and you know kept pushing through even the scary ones um with all of these awesome locations you've been to what is the coolest or craziest um, most interesting fact that you've learned about a location? I'll take this one away because I kind of already have an answer for it. Um, I think I the more that I've learned about this, the less that I know. I think that's mm-hmm. the best way I could say it, just because I think that I have it, I think I understand it, and then when I go to another location, I don't know. So the one thing that I know is that um, – Whoever you're talking to or what it, when it comes to investigating, it's never consistent, and you're going to get something new every single time. And for me, when it comes to that, it's just, yeah, I, I'm still, I still question myself at night sometimes, like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> you know, oh, my God, I don't understand. Yeah, um, for me, it was, it was really interesting to go to the 1858 Garnet House Hotel, and I didn't know – about the stories that went on there. Um, I thought, you know, I thought it was just another haunted location, but there was actually an axe murderer who hid up in the attic. There was um, there was an, a famous abolitionist who stayed there and hid, hid slaves in the um, basement area, and there was just a lot going on that I had no clue about, so that was really interesting. And the whole entire hotel is, like, leaning pretty much to the left, and it was really, like, kind of like a fun house going in there, so that was pretty funny. Yeah. That place was so cool, to be honest. Me and Pablo and Pandora had a blast in that house. <laughs> that was one of the funnest places, for sure. And uh, for me, it was while I was conducting research for the Grudge House um, at the Jury Europe Mansion, um, I was able to, uh, while I was exploring Japan, I brought two translators with me. As we were going around and asking locals, like, if they've heard anything about the about the mansion, they were telling us, they were actually telling us ghost stories about how, um, oh, Asajiro Yura's son murdered this soldier in the basement, or 
um, that the daughter murdered the maid. Uh, we, we were able to find all kinds of history that you couldn't really find anywhere online that was just, um, you know, local rumors or even uh, even how the daughter died was uh, we learned it from a local because we couldn't find anything online at all. So um, that was super interesting to be able to just uncover even more historical evidence of the Grudge House and uh, incorporate that into our video. And not only were we able to um, use that in our investigation, we were able to ask kind of the right questions to get a good reaction from our equipment while we were investigating. So that was, that was beautiful for sure. Well, I mean, that's awesome. Like I said, you guys have been to some really cool places. Um, I know the show's coming to an end, but for each of you, where would you like to investigate the most in the world and why, if you guys could go literally anywhere? I'll, I'll answer this one just because mine is actually a place that you can't really investigate yet because it's still active. Um, but it would be, uh, and I said it's not too long ago, but the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Uh, there's a lot of reasons I can go into why I want to investigate that place, um, but it is a uh, now I could be wrong when I say this, but the maximum uh, security prison prison here in Oklahoma uh, is held some of the most you know dangerous and most notorious people. Um, and there was a riot in 1985. Uh, if you guys are interested, look up the Oklahoma riot in um, 1985 of Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Um, I've had a family member who was actually um, involved with that uh, during his time, but, you know, a great, great man that has experience there and has told uh, multiple people about that place and just the history behind it. It's just one of those places that I'm like, man, if Missouri State Penitentiary itself is as bad as it is and as haunted as it is because of its history, I can't imagine what that place is. And it's just one of those places that, I may be a 60-year-old man in a wheelchair or whatever it is. I'll, I'll be going to that place trying to investigate it, you know. That's my dream location. Mm -hmm. I, I really hope to one day uh, to be able to investigate that, but that would be mine. Um, mine would probably be um, – there's a couple locations. Um, one that I've read about and learned about since I was eight years old is Ohio State Reformatory. I've yet to make it up there, but when I do, it's going to be awesome. I just know it. Um, I also really want to investigate the Paris catacombs. Um, I also really want to, um, it, it would be really taboo, and I don't think they would ever allow it, but um, here in Oklahoma, there's the Oklahoma Murrah Building, which is where the Oklahoma bombing took place. And I just feel like, you know, whenever you go to the memorial, that's there is so heavy and there's so much energy. And I just feel like that would be one place I would love to go, even though it's taboo and never will be open to investigation. And uh, for me, it's absolutely, um, well, the Paris Catacombs, but also uh, a, an, any Egyptian pyramid. I want to see if I can maybe bring a translator and maybe communicate an Egyptian to a ghostly entity that's inside of a pyramid. I think that would be the craziest thing ever. Yeah. Well, those are some awesome locations. Um, I know since we're at the end of the show, I want to make sure everyone knows where to find you. So please, for each of you, let them know where they can find you online, if you guys have any upcoming events, interviews, um, investigations, or really anything you'd like to mention. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are Boozy Bros on YouTube, Boozy Bros Paranormal on Instagram, uh, Boozy Bros Paranormal on Facebook, and Boozy Bros on TikTok. 
um, you can find all of our links on boozybros.com slash links, and that will take you to every single thing that we have. So whatever is your platform of choice, go ahead and check us out, and we hope you enjoy our videos. Yeah, and we hope that you guys can reach out to us with maybe some uh, cool locations. We really highly recommend you guys message us. Let us know about some maybe cool locations that aren't known, maybe some places that people need to know about. We'd love to go investigate it for ourselves as well as being able to uh, meet you guys and everything like that. So please message us if you guys have any questions or uh, cool things to tell us about. We definitely love to uh, speak with anybody out there about the paranormal world. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on today. It's been great getting to speak with all of you. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to hear more about your investigations in the future. Yeah, thank you for having us. We really Thank you so it. much. This was a blast. You guys are awesome. You are awesome. We had an extreme time with you guys. Shout out to the ghost host. <laughs> <laughs> thank wow. you. Well, you guys are always welcome back on anytime in the future if you guys have anything to promote or anything else. It really was great getting to talk with all of you. <laughs> Yeah, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Wow. Thanks so much. Well, fantastic show today, Sophia. Absolutely. The Boozy Bros were such great guests. I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely not be possible without all of you, and I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Yeah, and their YouTube videos are incredible, too, like just even in researching today's show. So, everyone – well, we'll start here. So boozybros.com, that's boozybros.com, Twitter at boozybrosyt, Instagram at boozybrosparanormal, TikTok at boozybros, and YouTube subscribe at boozybros. Upcoming, we have Darklands Paranormal, the Chronicles author and investigator Marco Santucci will be on the program next Saturday the 2nd. Televised haunting historian and author Sam Baltrusis returns to the show on the 9th. Discovery Channel is a haunting featured psychic remote viewer, Harvey Althaus, will be on the program on the 16th. Women on the Fringe authors, Denise Agnew, Mary D. Jones, and Nicole Strickland will be on the program discussing their new latest book, Groundbreaking Women in the Paranormal, Women on the Fringe. That's going to be on the 23rd of March. So you don't want to miss any of these upcoming shows. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page. The Learn of the Guests real-time will be posting the archive show as soon as it's available to after compressing, and so we'll get that posted as well. If you missed anything, yeah, it's, it's a, available as a free MP4 iTunes download, and we'll see you again next week. Bye, everyone. And the switchboard's got a glitch. <laughs> Let me see here. Let me try this again. No. Oh, man. What's going on today? This has been going on uh, with the solar flower, uh, flare with Jim Paris. Let me try this one more time. Oh, it's not going to happen. Well, great show, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye.